This is Parenting for the Everyday, a podcast dedicated to meeting parents in the trenches of parenthood. We explore how our faith fits into our parenting. With the help of our guests, we are seeking practical tips on how the gospel can speak into our day-to-day parenting. From the easy stuff to the hard stuff, we want to talk about it all. This is Parenting for the Everyday. I'm Becca Alvarez. And I'm Holly Dyke Andrew. And today we're talking about if you should make your kids go to church, which to me feels like it could be an easy answer, but sometimes it's a lot more complicated than that. And we have two wonderful guests in the studio. We have our senior pastor, Joe Coffey, and a licensed clinical counselor and supervisor, Karen Coffey, who also happen to be my parents. I so, love it. guys, hi. How are you? <laughs> Good. 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 Tell and, us about yourselves. Well, I want you in church on Sunday. So <laughs> there you go. How about that? I, I think it's, uh, we get to jump right in. Yeah, go ahead. So let me, uh, I, I think the reason it might be uh, at least a little bit complicated, or at least we should talk about it, is the whole job of parenting is to slowly move your kids into independence, which means from uh, the time they're toddlers to the time they're 18, you're constantly trying to give them uh, responsibility for their own lives. So then the question is not just do you make your kids go to church or not go to church. It's like when does that become uh, one of the ways that you let go, right? And I would just think that uh, when people usually ask that question is when uh, kids in adolescence are and just says, I don't want to go to church, right? And that that always seems like a weird time to let somebody make a decision about what we as Christians w- would think is the most important. Like I was thinking, there, there are 168 hours in a week, right? That's that's a lot of hours that they are going to be doing a lot of different stuff, and a lot of stuff that parents will make their kids do, like go to school and whatever. Brush their teeth. Right. Right. Uh, they don't. So it'd be weird to me if that's a priority in our family's life, for that to be the time. At 13, we don't say, you can drop out of school if you want, which they're spending a lot more time at. But you can say, well, you can decide whether you want to go to church. I think one reason, though, that's so hard is when my kids were little, I'm like, that sounds good in theory. When they're adolescents, I'm going to start giving them that freedom. As I've entered into adolescence, I'm like, this is not, this is not good. We're not ready to make these decisions. We don't understand the gravity of what we're making. You're not making the decision that I would want you to make. And all of a sudden it becomes really hard. Right, right. Yeah, and that's where I think uh, that's the art of parenting and the the most difficult part of parenting. I think, you know, parenting little children is hard in its own way, but not hard like that hard. Yeah, Um, So to me, you're always trying to figure out, at least we were, trying to figure out when a child's responsibility matched the freedom that they wanted. So I remember when uh, Rachel was a certain age and she asked to see a particular movie. And I remember making a mental note and just thinking, oh, she's not ready to make her own decisions. I said no to that movie. But just because she asked that question about that particular movie, I remember thinking, hmm. She's yeah. She's always away from me, letting her see whatever movie she wants. She wants to see, and it can be different for each kid, right? There, you could have a kid that at that exact same age wouldn't have asked that question and would be further along in their decision decision making power or maturity, right? For sure. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think um, just to go back to the the main issue, you think about what church provides for the family, and our heart's desire for our children was that they have a relationship with Christ. So I think you have to go what be intentional about why you go to church. First off is to learn more about uh, having a relationship with Christ, to learn more about God. Second would be, and this was really important for us, it's what our family does together. And allowing a child to make a separate decision kind of tears a little bit at the fabric of a family being together and being able to talk about it together. And then finally, and obviously a counselor would say this, but the the friends and the mm-hmm. relationships that can be fostered in a church can be more positive. So those yeah. were some of the issues that we considered with church. Yeah, and the friends uh, is a difficult thing because you know, we had we had two things going on. You have church. And then a lot of times you have youth group. Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask. Yeah. Would you consider them different things? Uh, we, Yeah, we do. Um, but I would have a different strategy for youth group than church. Church, I would say, like what Karen said, this is a family thing. We, we always go. Now, with that said, I think you communicate a lot to your kids a lot more than you think you do when uh, the dad decides, I've had a rough week. So I'm not. So we're not going to go to church this week, or this is happening. So we're not going to go to church that week. That communicates at a at a subconscious level to a child who is saying, or an adolescent who says, oh, "Yeah, I've had a rough week too." You know, so <laughs> I'm gonna. Oh, wait, you know, the, yeah, it's like that that scene in Elf. In Elf. Yeah, I've had a really tough week. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take my dinner and go to my, go, go to my room. Finish my homework. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing. But the other thing is, I still remember when uh, our kids were in a youth group and student ministries uh, going to a parent meeting. And the youth pastor at the time said, uh, Listen, I just want you to know if your kids love our youth group, it's because their friends are here. If they hate this youth group, it's because their friends aren't here. It has nothing to do with me or what's going on. And I thought, Oh, man, well, that's really true. Yeah. yeah so. Uh, that my strategy for the youth group would be uh, you either have to make some friends or bring some friends and and know that it's that you can't make friends uh, unless you're there. So uh, and you don't know if you're if any of your friends showed up unless you show up. So, yeah, it's a there's a I, <laughs> there's a theory in psychology called proximity and propinquity, which I love just the phrase because it's uh, I wish so I could smart. come up. Yeah, it sounds so <laughs> smart. And the, the whole theory is the closer you live to somebody, the more likely you are to form a relationship with them. So if somebody's your next door neighbor, you have a, a bet that's propinquity or proximity. Propinquity is the, is the possibility of forming a relationship. So uh, that's, I think what Karen said is really true. That's one of the reasons that you want them in church, in youth groups, because they're forming relationships. And at a certain point for a parent, your your child's friends will have a greater influence on them than you sure. do. So you want them to have friends that they met at a place, <laughs> yeah, not at the bar down the street. You want them to meet at church, which would be a great thing. Okay, so imagine with me you have <clears throat> a family who's 14-year-old 
every Sunday, it's such a fight to get them to church. And maybe there are other things in their life that aren't a fight, but this is always a fight. Like, beat down, drag out fight. They hate it. They hate going. They hate the things that they're learning. What do you say to to that parent? Yeah, because is there a negative side to, like, forcing it forcing down their throat? At some point, yeah. does that become, like, Jesus becomes the enemy or the church becomes the enemy in that scenario for that 14-year-old? I don't mean. Right. Miss <clears throat> Counselor, what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, I would say what's behind right. the um, angst and the reluctance. Had there been bullying? Had there been something negative that happened? Um, I am maybe uh, wishful thinking, but if I would sit down with my 14-year-old, I would try to investigate what's going on and, and really see them and really hear them and see if there wasn't a way that we could talk about it. And um, I, I think the lock, the drag out fight, um, there's got to be something behind it. Um, and something to consider too is uh, um, allowing them a place where they can feel like it is a place they want to go. So I don't want to bribe. I'm not saying bribe. But what would make that more positive? You know, what would, if they sat with us, if we went somewhere to East Hall maybe or someplace else? I don't know. I would ask a whole lot more questions before it became months and months of fighting. Yeah, and don't, uh, don't underplay that. That's really good. Like, because you and I are so much different. Like, my basic thing would be going, uh, get in the car. <laughs> Because we're going, you know, it'd be like brute force. That so to end up to, to have you're this is so a good lucky. Partnership. This is you a good had partnership. Right? We actually talked about that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky you had your mom, but I'm lucky that yeah, because you yeah. guys balance each other so well because yeah. of that. Yeah, and that I mean, because that's a really good thing to be able to say, okay, what is it? And, they, and you know, the bride part might be you know, we're going. To, we'll go to breakfast at your favorite place afterwards, or you know, our favorite place as a family. Um, and talk about it, you know, and, um, but yeah, I, I don't think, and I, I think if you were to use, like, uh, talk to people whose parents for punishment made them memorize scripture, I think that's a mistake, right? That makes it the enemy. I think going to church, uh, you, you might have a 14 year old who hates going to school. I think you would have the same strategy that Karen said, which is to sit him down and say, no, you, you, you have to go. Let's talk about what we, do I need to go in, you know, meet with your teacher, whatever. But yeah, I think I would, I wouldn't worry so much that it would make uh, the church or Jesus the enemy. Yeah. Okay. Even, oh, even, no, I was just going to, even if it's not a, like, I think a drag out fight is maybe a more extreme yeah. situation, but I do think there's lots of kids that are like, Oh, I got to get up early. I got to go. Um, you would still say the same thing as far as you don't think there's any merit to we're shoving it down their throat. It's going to become a negative. No, I don't, okay. I don't think so. And part of that is, uh, I think depends on if the parents are loving them well too, you know, and just saying, Hey, listen, we want the best for you. And, uh, you know, I made a little bit a little bit of a caricature of myself with the get in the car. There's more of that in me than there is in Karen for sure. But if both parents are like that, that's a, that would be a danger. I would think of doing that. But you know, I talked to Jimmy Cozy who went to a very, you know, a fundamentalist kind of church and he was there the 
Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, every week. And it took him a long time, but before he was gone, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for that. I, I did, I hated it at the time, but I'm, I'm thankful. And I think part of that is a testimony to his parents uh, loving him because he still has a good relationship with his parents. Yeah, and I'll speak a little bit more because because we really did talk about this this morning that you do have more of that in you as far as the kind of black and white like you're getting in the in the car. But you guys, as a child that grew up in your household, and I feel like most of the kids had seasons where they maybe weren't going to church. You guys had a really good balance of knowing when do we push and when do we do that? You're getting in the car, and when do we start to investigate? There's more going on, and when do we decide the foundation is that Jesus loves you and we're just going to build on that foundation for a while before we push church right. or other things that could kind of fall in more of, I don't want to say legalistic side of things, right. but you you guys were really good at not pushing like the, the action before the heart was there mm-hmm. uh, and letting our hearts get there at some point. I, I feel like you guys had a little bit of a unique situation because your dad's a pastor. Yeah. And so he had to be there oh, every yeah. week, yeah. you know? So was it just an expectation that, that you also all would be there every week? I think a couple of things with that. I uh, think part of the- I would have noticed if they weren't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. I think some of the complication with that is church was more than just church to us too. It was where dad worked. It, it was what took dad away a lot of the time. So there was more complication with church than just- we're a normal family going because right. people also kn- knew us right when we walked through. Like you have kind of expectations of what you look like, how you act, how you listen, what you know. Uh, so there was probably some layers when it came to my family and church. Yeah. That's a whole different podcast. That's a whole different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> preacher kids, But yeah. it didn't yeah. affect me at all, which is the great thing. <laughs> I had read a book in the 80s, so it's old, but um, called Making Sunday Special. And so I was always trying to make Sunday different than going to where dad worked and positive. So positive would be we'd do something different for breakfast. And positive would be we'd already have planned what we're going to wear. So there, I tried not to make it um, chaotic and try to make it positive and whatever that looked like. And um, I think that was important. That, that was important for the adult to take, you know, the stand and do that. I heard a funny story about a mom who had littles and was constantly being late for school or for church. And she um, showed up with church and the kids were all like wrinkly and everything. And somebody said, oh, your kids look so wrinkly. And she said, yeah, instead of dressing them in the morning, I dress them before they go to bed so we can just get up and, and go. And I so, yeah, I would <laughs> hey. just say, well, whatever it whatever it takes. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> but I wanted to say something. When I grew up, um, my parents... I hadn't, we hadn't gone to church at all. And so when I was 13, they started going to church. And my mom was going three times a week. Wow. Wednesday, Sunday, and Sunday night. That's on brand So you went from grandma. zero to 100 miles an hour. I went, and I uh, was not. I was that 14-year-old who didn't want to go. And so um, I feel like my parents wisely said you don't have to go to all three and we ended up going this is interesting too because my dad wasn't a christian yet just my mom uh we went on on sunday night okay because it was less churchy 
Um, and that was good. I felt seen and heard and, and no, it wasn't pressure. So I feel like just from a practical standpoint, we have a couple more questions, but things that I've heard already are, are invest in your kids' friends that go to church. You mm-hmm. as a parent can be spending time fostering those relationships so mm-hmm. your kids want to go, making it special. Mm-hmm. And then it was really interesting what you were saying about school because if my kid didn't want to school, go to school, I wouldn't have a podcast on like, hey, should I make my kid go to school? <laughs> like it, that feels... What, t- what, what age is a good age to drop out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought that correlation was really good as it's like, what is your household's non-negotiables? And so if yeah. it's been church from the beginning, just like it is education or whatever, it won't maybe be as big of a a throw, throw down fight as it might right. be. Yeah. One, oh, one oh, go ahead. Real quick. I think the subtleties too of of the family issues, how do the parents respond to church? Yeah. Is church like, oh, that yeah. was, you know, that took forever, or, oh, I didn't get what they were talking about, or the music was too loud. You know, so what we think we're communicating with each other is communicating a lot to our kids. And maybe they don't have the understanding to say, oh, this was a bad week. Yeah, that's really you know, good. so I think just to be careful what you say the minute you get in the car or, or even on the way, I hope so-and-so is there, you know, just just being mindful of what you're communicating without actually saying it directly to your children. And I think taking that a step, too, of making sure that it's not just a check mark that you do on Sunday and then the rest of your life or the rest of your week reflects nothing yeah. about right. it. You yeah. know, exactly. I think that can send a very confusing message to your kids if you're getting hammered on Friday and then going to church on Sunday. You know, it's just a confusing thing. They don't know all the complexities of all of that. So just making sure that you're kind of consistent throughout that week. Right. Yeah, the one uh, time that that I remember being a confusing time, or at least was when Rachel wanted to go to a different youth group. We have a question on that. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, uh, that was interesting because she didn't want to go to our youth group because she didn't have friends there. And one of her friends did what I wanted her to do. And invited her. And won the, yeah. <laughs> And uh, I honestly, I mean, that's what, you know, people don't know how many times, their kids don't know how many times they ask something and the, you know, the parents give an answer and they walk out of the room and the parents look at each other and just go, I don't know. <laughs> I took a shot at that one. I'm not sure. That's the way I felt about that one. I remember uh, us talking about, I, I honestly don't remember what we decided we disagreed. Uh, okay. 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 <laughs> okay. That I, means I made the wrong decision, probably. <laughs> no, I think uh, you. I I think uh, that's where my family issue comes from because I had thought, "Wow, she wants to go. Let her go. I think that's good." Right. But you said if we start to let her take steps away from the family, then we don't know where that's going to go. Right. And so I thought, yeah, that's right. We, as a family. This is what we do. And so then we compromised and said, if they have activities, extra activities, she could go. But the Sunday Sunday morning morning was for our family. We were going to, we were going to hold on to that. So that was a good answer, dad. Good one. one. Yeah, you did right. Good on you. (laughs) Good win. (laughs) So what about if it's a, um, like in your case, right, you you had to go here, right? He's the pastor of this church. It would be strange if you guys chose to worship somewhere else. <laughs> that would be strange. But, you know, in a different if, in a different family, right. you guys have found a church that has parents. You think, hey, this is great. And you have a teenager who wants to explore a different denomination or a different expression of worship. Is that something that you would be open to? To say, hey, yeah, let's go to a different church and try this. Maybe you can connect in there. Um, or is it kind of the same thing where it's like, nope, this is the place we feel like is the best? for our family 
Yeah, I don't know if I would go and say maybe you can connect here, but I think that would be a pretty good exercise at some point if somebody said, uh, hey, Dad, there's the Anglican church down the street. Would we ever, could we ever go there just to see what it's like? Yeah, and, I, as, and like I would, um, I would make sure uh, it wasn't just any denomination, but it, it would give an, an awfully good chance to talk through yeah. how it was different, why it was different. Um, but I would probably choose to try to go, like I went to the Anglican church down the street on a Good Friday. Uh, when and it was really because uh, our church was so full that I wanted to give my seat to somebody, but to go at a different time, not like on a like on a special day, I think would be a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think if you keep the main thing, the main thing. We want our kids to know Jesus and follow Him, and so sometimes that path looks a little different. And I, I would much rather be a part of the path than to have them go underground and, and try to explore on their own. Um, I don't think I would substitute a Sunday for something like that, unless we were on vacation, and that yeah. might be something well, vacation be good to try. To yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of appreciate the fact that they're interested in looking. And I feel like with God, the truth is truth. And so you you can ex- explore other things, but it's all going to take you back to Christ. We talked about having the fight with a 14-year-old who doesn't want to go to church. But on the other side of the spectrum, you also have the kids that have grown up in church, gone every Sunday, and now the gospel is kind of that inoculated gospel that we talk about. Uh, what do you do with that? How do you avoid that? Ooh. Yeah, that's a... Uh... That'd be a, that's a tough one. And yeah. actually, we're, we are going to talk about that some at the Parent Summit uh, because I think there is a way to do that um, and a, a way to help your kids uh, so that they're not inoculated to the gospel. But you have to come to the Parent Summit to hear because I'm not going to go through it now. Oh, man. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. How about that? <laughs> Now's the time to say it's on April 13th. <laughs> Tickets are available online. Um, and... The particular breakout session is raising kids that will follow Jesus as adults. There you go. Make sure you tune in. It's funny, though, because, you know, when you were doing the intro, you were saying, like, we feel like maybe we know yeah. the answer. It's obvious. And so I think that I thought at some point you guys were going to say that there has to be a time that you let them choose to go on Sunday. Um, because my question was going to be what happens if they choose wrong. Mm. So is there a time as they get into that 17, 18-year-old, they're still at home maybe, but not you know, completely, you don't have all the authority, you're starting to give that up. Mm-hmm. Is there a time when they're in your house that you would ever say, hey, it's now your choice to make. Is this a priority for you? You know it's a priority for our family, but now you have to own it. That's a good question. And I think um, maybe, how about that for a definitive I answer? I don't accept that <laughs> Yeah, the, the reason, uh, you know, part of that is I go back to with my son, Jeremy, uh, we went through a manhood initiation with him where – uh, when I brought him home from the initiation, and that's a whole other thing, I said, uh, so you're going to live your senior year uh, as a man. I want you to make all your own decisions. So at that point, he could have decided if he wanted to, because I wanted to see what he would decide yeah. while he's still in my house. So I could, Because I knew the next year he's a freshman in college. Now, when I when I told people that, um, you know, about him being able to make all his own decisions, I said, you decide whether you want to go to school or not. I mean, I did everything. You decide whether you want to uh, come home at night. I just want to know 
I mean, treat us like I would treat your mom. If I'm not going to come home at night, I would call her to let her know and tell her where I was in case she would worry. Yeah. (laughs) Just so you know. And, you know, people are, people say, what if, what if he got a bunch of tattoos at tattoos? What if he, you know, stayed out all night? And part of that, at least I was watching, at least he was in my house. So that's the only way I would, that I could see me going, your senior year, I'm going to watch you make decisions. And I want to, I'll be talking about those decisions all the time with you because I'm trying to prep you. Because at a certain point, when when you're you're parenting a senior in high school, you got to know that in, in just a few months, they're going to be making all their own decisions. So that would be a possibility to me. And, so, and how would you like how make would, that decision? <laughs> well, no, let's say you have that you've made that decision, you know, um, so they're making their own decisions and they're choosing not to go to church with you on Sunday. <sighs> would it just be a conversation you're having every week? Would it be a one time conversation? Kind of how would you walk through having a kid who says, it's not for me. I'm not going to church with you guys. I'm not doing it anymore. Even when they're a freshman in college, I know at that point it's, mm-hmm. it, yeah. it ventures into adult children, but it's still this idea of them saying, like, I'm not doing it. What are those conversations that you're having? Yeah, that'd be a good. That's a, a great question. I think I would uh, I would start a different tact with them. I think I would uh, say, uh, "Hey, I want to. I want you to us both to watch this podcast, and then we're going to go to Starbucks. We're going to talk about it." But it would be. I mean, be honest with you. It'd be very difficult for me to come home from church and have my eighteen year old to sleep Just in bed. Out, yeah, yeah, that'd be tough. Yeah, yeah, but but I think you have to go. Okay. Uh, you know, I think a lot of times we're much better at problem solving. Like I'm, I'm a better problem solver at work than I am at home because I don't approach home the same way. But if I approach that like a problem that needed to be solved and to say, I, I have to somehow find out and help uh, this young man or young woman understand something about Jesus, what's a different way to do it? They're rejecting this. But, brute force yeah, isn't. Let's, yeah, we, yeah, we gotta crack this code somehow. So I would, I would try a bunch of th- that. Senior year for them would be, uh, would be me. Would be every week they'd be going to wonder what dad's coming up with this time. That and maybe I'll wear them down, and they would go. You know, it's better for me to go to church than to <laughs> do whatever dad's got next week. So, but, but I, I oh, go oh, ahead. Ooh. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that you guys growing up in your house at different times when maybe there was a disagreement, you guys were always so good at just pursuing our hearts in those creative ways. And so I think as parents, that is what you're still going after when something like that happens is like pursuing the heart and letting them know I care about you. I care about your future. I care about what happens to you. I know that this we're having a difference of opinions right now, but I'm going to keep, I'm not going to stop pursuing you. Right. The heart over the behavior. The heart over the behavior. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's pretty much what I was going to say. It reminded me of that book that we you just read, um, Pray, Love, Listen. And I think that at some point you you have to just let them make that choice. But as, as mom, I would say, hey, you know, you want to go this week and maybe make some something different about it so that it the door isn't closed but not pout if they yeah. say no not punish if they say no but just keep on loving and praying 
Yeah. But leading up to an age of independence. Right. It's a family habit that's built in. A, right. a mandatory right. family habit that's built in. Right. Yeah. Right. All right, guys, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for sharing your wisdom, as always. Um, Don't forget to tune in to the Parent Summit. There's lots more where this came from. And tune in next time. This has been Parenting for the Everyday.